Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. That's fine. Yeah, I had a lot of problems with this with this movie. I threw it right in again. You were Thanks so, a lot. So off guard. You don't even know what we're talking about. No, I don't even know what day it is, so it's all good. Good. And uh, I'm the guy who took the nap. Yeah. Call you up. Thanks for calling me up and waking me call up. Call you up. What? Forty-five minutes before we're going to do this. What? Hello. I, uh, I need uh, as much energy as I can to deal with you. And then, and then you go home and you're just exhausted, right? I'm exhausted. Then I got to go watch another movie. Uh, Terrible life. Yeah. It's bummer. Practice drums. So, do you want to do the one that that only you? Aren't have we seen? supposed to discuss this before we go on air? Well, I'm just asking okay. you. What's the order here? No, let's do widows. Okay. Viola Davis, which was, she's rocking in this movie. There is a massive cast, and what I had said in my review was the cast is so big that they can throw away guys like Robert Duvall, Liam Neeson, and John Bernthal whenever they want. You know, I have to throw a little bit there and he's done. I don't know if you know this or not. Why is it that Bernthal's name would be before Duvall and Liam Neeson? Because it says, and feature, or, and, and with. Robert Duvall and Liam Neeson in the end. Why is that? Because I have no Liam idea. Neeson had way more screen time than John Bernthal yeah, did. Yeah, is I it, don't know. Is it because he is a lead, like an A-list actor, and because he's not in it, putting him at the end somehow gives some other feature to it? I guess. I've seen that before, yeah, where I mean, at the end they'll go, and featuring... Yeah, it's just, I don't. I never really understood it, but... but Duvall looks old in this man. I don't know if well, they. Well, he is old. I don't know if they, but they they look like they aged him even more. And he's I, I, he's. I like it that it's in Chicago too. I enjoy that the whole alderman thing. Yeah. Uh, so what's your? Com- this is a heist film. It is a heist film. It's a. If you listen it's to a, the, it's a revenge heist film. If you listen to the featurette, uh, it's a very important and socially relevant heist film. No, it isn't. <laughs> I, you know, no, it isn't. Here's the thing: I didn't even think anything about that. What I saw was a, a, a group of women whose husbands were criminals, yep, and had basically left them all with nothing, yep, and somehow managed to figure out, or, or basically were forced into completing the job that they that their husbands failed, yep, and decide to take it on. That's 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 what I got out of it. That yeah. they're that they're they have nothing left to 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 gain or to lose by doing it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean I mean the the clever twist at the end really isn't much of a clever twist. No. If you've watched films like this before. You know, the thing is is you could see that coming a mile away. Right. You know the other person that they just completely threw away was Carrie Coon. Oh yeah. She's like I don't even understand how that happened. <laughs> I don't understand. She's like done. I don't know. She was. She in has it. like one scene. No, she's got two scenes. And okay, that's it. and that's it. Right. But like I said, Bern- they were rich. Bernthal is just this. Steve McQueen director is pulling a lot of a lot of weight. He's got a lot of cast members. What did man. he do? Oh, he, wait! Didn't he do that horror film? 
Uh, you got to be more specific about that. Which horror film? The the one with the uh, African American guy visiting the liberal white parents. No, that's Jordan Peele. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then what did Steve McQueen do? I have no idea. I once again, I, I know, so glad I'm prepped for this. I know the name, but I'm going to say this. Wait, wasn't he in that uh, escape film? <laughs> escape film <laughs> on a motorcycle. Dude, I don't or is know. that a different one? That's a different Steve McQueen. Yeah, you mean you mean where he's driving the bullet? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so uh, Viola Davis I'm so is so funny. I crack myself up. Shredded in this movie. What do you Sh- mean shredded? Did you see the muscle definition on her? She is oh, ripped. Twelve years a slave. Oh, nice upbeat film. She is ripped in this movie. Like. Very in shape. Yeah, but when I look at her, all I see is the uh, commander in Suicide Squad. Oh, right? come on. Come on. I can give that, that a pass. What a mistake I, that was. I can give that a pass. Hey, speaking, we're going to take a quick tangent. Oh. Deadshot is. Will Smith is out. Yep. Who's in? Idris Alba is in. I like Deadshot. him a lot. I like him a lot. So, yep. working for me. I'm okay with it. Um, back to Widows. Um, listen, you know, I, that, that much, huh? I liked, I liked her character. I did not really care uh, at all about the backstory around the, the whole political. And they build that up, right? That takes a lot of time. For no reason. The payoff is just. (laughs) I would have rather have had another car chase or something blow up. Yeah. Frankly. I mean, the fact. Because this, this is just insane. The fact that. They do the thing that they do with relatively little resistance, like right, right, relatively little resistance yeah. and no repercussions, right, is mind blowing right. to me. So she, listen, the the acting is is really good. The story is just kind of weak in places, right, and it's, and it's hard. Like you're 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 getting set up to a point where you think there's going to be a big payoff and it's just not there, right? Now I'll agree with that. Um, but I liked it. I mean, I didn't it, hate it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not my favorite. It, it's and compared to Ocean's Eight, it's like Citizen Kane. <laughs> well, okay? probably. I'm just telling you. But you know, the thing is, is again, Viola Davis, man, she's such a good actor. Yeah. That she just do anything. She takes control of that screen, and right. it's. I mean. She's just got the tenacity, the look on her face when she's when it's a serious moment or when she's angry or that moment where she's screaming after she finds out her husband's dead. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie. Like that's just top quality. And you know acting. this is based on a nineteen eighty three British T V show? What's the show? I don't know. You you gotta be that specific all the time. I throw a nugget out and you gotta make it okay. make me look so, so bad. Wait, so say that again? It, what would you, would you say? It's based on a 1983 British TV show. That's awesome. Thanks. See, <laughs> I don't. I like to watch the show because it's probably really good. Pro- well, I mean, if they made a movie on it, sure. Yeah. I mean, they were making. I will say, I spend most of my time when I'm watching TV shows on Netflix. It's like British crime drama, and that stuff is good. What's the name of that show with Tennant and the uh, woman who won Broad- best? Broadchurch. Yeah. Olivia is it still Coleman. on Netflix? You bet. I got to watch that. Dude, I'm telling you, it is intense. I just finished Rescue Me, so I got to... How many seasons? Seven. Seven? Yeah. And he... But 
Now, I, for, I forget. Didn't did he leave and come back? Or no, he, no, no. They just they did a they did a short in season seven. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I just remember he was like in and out of love triangles all the time. Boy, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, in the show itself. In the show itself, he's like, oh, he's yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are you giving this? C plus. Wow. Whew. I'm gonna give it a B because I didn't hate it. I liked it. It just. And I had to sit through Ocean's Eight. I I just ha- I. Which is another female heist film, if you don't know. I just have a hard time. I mean, the acting is phenomenal, but the story is just so predictable. That's fine. It's hard to give it anything more than that. Now, speaking of Olivia Coleman, I did watch what she won for, The and, Favorite. And? Did she deserve it? You know what? She didn't deserve it. Oh, uh, really? No. You know why? Because <laughs> Rachel Weiss was much better and had a lot more screen time and had a lot more to say and in I, the movie. And I picked her for um, supporting actress. And Emma Stone was equally impressive in so, this movie. So that's the one thing I never really understood. If you have more screen time, but yet you're... Like, how are you relegated to supporting actress? You know what I mean? Well, Olivia played the queen. So I guess that in itself says you're the, you're the star She's of the queen movie. Anne, right? She's queen Anne, right? Eighteenth century England. Um, she's in bad shape. She's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, her best friend, who she's having a love affair with, Sarah Churchill, the Duchess of Marlborough, is Rachel Weiss. And uh, Abigail shows up. Uh, she's a former aristocrat and a cousin of uh, Sarah. And and uh, Abigail starts hitting on the Queen, and the Queen eventually turns her favor toward Abigail. Mm -hmm. Now, are the characters real? Yes. Did any of this happen? Nah, not really. So it's kind of kind of historical fiction. Revisionist history? Yes, but not like the like Queen. So Bohemian Rhapsody? It's a weird movie. It's a really funny movie. It's like dark comedy kind of funny. It's British. Um do you ever remember seeing Richard Lester's Three Musketeers with like uh, Kiefer Sutherland that one no no go back even further like Christopher Lee was the bad guy Raquel Welch was the um, yeah I, the hot I, babe I think I remember watching uh, that one Richard York I believe uh, I can't remember who else was in it was uh, it Dick York or Dick Sargent not Dick Sargent who was in Logan's Run Michael you are no help. I did tonight. not watch Logan's Run, dude. Good, that's, that's golly, well before my time. Anyway, this movie reminded me a lot of that because it's very burlesque. Mm-hmm. It's very funny, and there's stuff going on that you look at and go, "Wow!" And also, the cinematographer shot most of it through fisheye lenses, so it skews the show. Is it because it's looking through a keyhole, or just because he felt like doing he it? Felt, they felt like doing it. Mm. A lot of wide angle and a lot of fisheye. Oh. But it works. Really? It's good. Hmm. This is a great movie, okay? Um, it's not an action blockbuster, but it's fun. And I'm giving that one, this one, an A- minus because it's that good. I enjoyed it a lot. There's only one extra 22-minute overview of the production. 
whatever. I don't need that. Um, the favorite was one of my favorites. So See how I did that. So now you have to watch the movie with Glenn Close to determine whether or not she should have won the Oscar. I I thought Olivia Coleman did a great job, but she spends a lot of time in pain and screaming. So I don't not sure I mean, you really should give somebody an Academy but you, Award. But you know what? That's hard to pull off. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I mean, it's, it's got to be exhausting to be screaming and retching and. And you know the way this thing shot. And the way these people dress, it also kind of looks like a horror movie. Well, yeah. Because of the guys with that. the powdered wigs, and, yeah. and they're like going can, down can, candlelit corridors and stuff. I can stuff. see that. I can see that. It's kind of creepy. I can see that. Anyway, A-, um, minus. I enjoyed it. So, I, I'm watching this. Um, I watched this show that we talked about maybe a year ago. It's an Australian show that the first season was called Secret City. Okay. And the wow. next one is Secret City. I think it's Under the Eagle. It's weird that they change they changed the name of the show. It's the same cast. It's based. This one's based upon the fact that a house exploded with a member of Parliament who was killed, or his family was killed, and um, you end up finding out that it's a drone that blew it up. And that it might actually be the country's drone. And you get the perspective of what Australia thinks of the United States and how the United States thinks of Australia as its like personal like play toy. What's this on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's really You really, must have been really bored one night. No, you know what? It's a really good political slash crime drama. Okay. It's obviously completely fictitious. Um, the woman who stars in it was the lead in the Fox show Fringe, um, which was out a few years ago. Was like by it was a J.J. Abrams show. Yeah. So she is the lead. Um, she is a disgraced reporter. In the first season, she gets arrested because she has uh, state secrets, and they pass a like basically a spy law that says if you're caught with documentation that includes state secrets you go to jail so in the second season she's a disgraced reporter but it's really really good i'm not really hyping it up that well um but i think it's really well acted and the weird thing is is there's two shows that have come out around the same time that have to do with intelligence in the in and how the u.s uses australia for pacific and some European intelligence. Yep. And how they both shows basically indicate that the US is screwing them. <laughs> so it's just a it's it's interesting to see from that point of view. Believable. From a different country. Oh, well, of course it's believable. Right. Um I mean it's as believable as looking at a nail clipper with a spoon on the end. Yeah. Is that real? Those are no, it's not a spoon. It's like little kid nail clippers. Okay, God, that made me nervous. Yeah. I'm like, so basically you can clip your toenails and eat ice cream at the same, at the same time? time? How does that yeah. work? And you know what? Innovation, baby. All right, I took you off topic again. You didn't. Speaking off topic, you got HBO? No. No? So you didn't get to watch Neverland? Uh, that Michael dude, Jackson dude. train wreck? Have you heard enough about it? All I can say is that it is. I feel like, from what I've heard, it is left to interpretation as to whether or not you think these guys are telling the truth and that there's not enough concrete evidence... And because he's dead... He can't defend himself. He can't defend himself. And we all know the guy was a creep. 
He had a number of charges brought against him multiple times where right. he was in court and somehow managed to get off. And if the one guy had, in theory, told the truth, he would have been burned. He would have been done Yeah, during just, the criminal trial. I just don't... Um, it's just very... It's apparently very controversial. Yeah. And you either believe it wholeheartedly... But the thing is, is we all know Michael Jackson was a creep, and we all know he was probably doing this kind of stuff. I mean, clearly. He had guy, some problems. The guy, I mean, he, clearly, because of how he died, he had problems, where he could only take propofol to go to sleep. Right. Like, he had some very serious demons, and I think as a kid, horrible His things happened to him. parents destroyed him. I think he, he was constantly longing for his childhood. Yep. So, you know, yeah. it's it's... I just, I don't know. I don't think I can stomach it. I just. It's hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know that he's a terrible guy. He it's was hard to watch the mothers trying to justify what happened, too. Because well, they can't really. And, and they give up at well, the how, end. How do they defend the actions of this? They can't. No. Like, they can't. I'm surprised the kids even really speak to him. Yeah. But, whatever. Are we taking a break? We should take a break. We're going to. Come back and and talk about a funeral or something. What, what else? We're gonna talk about more more video games. Hey, yeah. I'll stick around for that. You like that, right? Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news twenty four hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's c o m m d i g i news.com and support the next evolution in news. So, you get in these conversations with me, and you don't tape any of them. It's fine. Isn't that the whole point of the show? It's fine. So, <laughs> did you see the news that came out today? You, I need you to explain it to me like a normal human would be explaining it. So, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes yes. introduced something new recently where, you, where the audience cannot rate a film until it has been released. Okay. Apparently, because I, what you were saying, apparently because of Brie Larson yeah. and people not liking her in the role of Captain Marvel, 12,384 people have given Captain Marvel a 38% liked it rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas the critics have it at 79. Right. So what does that tell you? And there have been articles coming out about this today about how this is a real problem and it's essentially internet trolls now trying to influence what people do and don't watch. Yep. Which is such a joke. So You mean kind of like critics? Well, <laughs> yeah. but these these are amateur unprofessional critics. You mean kind of like critics? Yeah, so kind of like you and I. Yeah. So th there's a gentleman by the name of Matthew Licona from the San Diego Reader was a top critic and this is what he says and i'm not sure he's far off from the other reviews that i've read okay. there's a lot of glowing reviews obviously right. but he says the film may be about women breaking their shackles but the lead actress feels kept in check for much of the picture humor winds up being provided by sam jackson's nick fury and the rest of the cast and well it just ain't brie larson bringing it so, don't know what you say about that. I mean, people had a problem with um, 
Wonder Woman's casting initially. Right. They didn't like it, and then the movie came out, and it was amazing. They're also saying she's real pouty face through the movie. They're, she's not showing... She's always dour. But, you know, whatever. Guess, guess what? She she won an Oscar for being dour. Dour, yeah. And that movie, that Room. That seemed to work, yeah. And uh, people are people really crap on her, because I, I just went back and watched Scott Pilgrim, and yeah. she's in that. Really? Yeah. That's she, a great movie. She, 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 yeah, it's a wonderful movie, which did not get the love it, nope. it desperately needs and deserves. And apparently she used to, like, she had a couple, like, pop albums out, and so she wow. could sing. And just in general, the stuff that's out there about her, for some reason, is not necessarily totally nice. Right. But she seems like a nice person. I mean, she maybe, you know, rubs people the wrong way as any other celebrity would, but... right. I don't get the sense that she's yeah. terrible. I mean, all the interviews I've seen her with, she seems fine. So I, I don't know I, why people hate her for this. I am totally screwing this up, but there was an interview out there with some some guy, snowflake-ish guy, uh, some newscaster where she just, where he kept apologizing to her for everything men, white men have done. No. I'm probably getting this wrong, but it was pretty bad to watch. And she was, you know, thanking him. It, it just, I don't know what's going on. There is some weird vibe going on in this movie. And we'll just see how much. Supposedly it made $150 million already. Well, what doesn't make any sense to me is that I don't really feel like, I mean, there was really not any negative buzz on the trailer. It no. was seen pretty pretty well favorable. Her late night interviews have been fine. So what are people complaining I don't about? know. Or is it just they're that, not happy? Or is it just that trolls want to troll it because they have nothing? Because they better. can. I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't get it. But I mean, will I watch it in the theaters? No, no. But I just don't go to the theaters that often. And I Avengers is the next thing I'm going to go to a theater for. Is Avengers out before Star May? Wars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Endgame. Endgame. That's what I'll go. Maybe we'll go. We should place, let's go. We should place bets on who's going to die permanently okay we can do that we can definitely do that okay we're gonna go part two now with division two division two tom clancy's the The, division two mm -hmm. we had a a field trip and we learned a lot about the game it's coming out this week march 15th we got we're going to be reviewing it soon we're going to start uh todd will need about three or four days to download it (laughs) and then we'll be in action in washington dc after it was flooded and a pandemic has hit. Mm-hmm. So we looked at a lot of great architecture that has fallen apart in Washington, D.C., and I was able to talk to the guy who put this and crafted the way it looked. His name's um, Chad Chatterton, and he was the lead environmental artist, and, and he, with a group of 10 other artists, spent roughly three years designing... The environments in this game, which include an exploding space shuttle in the Air and Space Museum, right? Yeah. Lincoln Memorial's a mess. The National Archives are a mess. The Capitol Building's a mess. The White House is a mess. Everything's a mess. The reflecting pool's a mess. Well, the reflecting pool's a mess The Washington now. Monument's a mess, so people won't notice the difference. Yeah, no one will know the difference between the fruit. <laughs> that was I was worried about. I put up a slideshow, <laughs> and people are going to look at it and go, well, oh, so what's yeah, different? What's different about the reflecting pool? There's trash in it. It's fine. Anyway, I have a fascinating interview with Chad that we're going to run now. All right. Well, Chad, it's up Take to it you Take it away, now. buddy. The uh, environment artists uh, on the division... 
uh, work closely with level designers. Uh, level designers uh, propose an initial block out of a space, so they um, define the player flow and the footprint and really importantly where the covers will be because those metrics are important for, for good quality type gameplay. So then the environment artists come in and make that a reality. We um, define how it looks, we iterate on, on the layout um, and we're the ones who really care about the details uh, of in this case, Washington, D.C., how it feels and looks in, in the player's hands. So we, we come in and, and, uh, and, and build the environment. So that's an overwhelming task. How many people are on your team? Uh, so my particular team, I have around 10 people. Uh, that in, that's environment artists, also people that work specifically on the base of operations. Uh, so in this case, that's the White House. Also, people who work on the settlements, um, and uh, also lighting artists as well. Uh, but there are, there's, uh, I'm, I'm focused on missions for the most part. Uh, there's open world teams. There's also mission and open world teams in other studios. So it is, it is a large task. Ballpark, how many hours do you think it, it took you guys to deconstruct or reconstruct Washington, D.C.? Uh, oh, that's, I, it's impossible to say, really. Um, uh, Thousands? Yes. Hundreds. <laughs> I mean, we would work. Um, it could be nine months on a mission. Okay. Uh, really, on a single mission. So the game has been in development for like three years, something yeah. like that. Three years. Yeah. Um, well, let's get specific. I, I have interest in in what you guys did on the National Mall yeah. in particular. Yes. What was your um, Philosophy and, and what, what did you affect on the mall? What, what's going on on the mall now? Yeah, so the mall for us is really important because it provided one of the, um, the points of contrast from Division 1 set in New York. There's no open space like that in uh, Manhattan, of course, uh, and it's a space that's quite particular to, to D.C. Um, uh, the, the views and sight lines... Um, are beautiful and open and also um, strategic in a way, like everything is mm-hmm. lined up from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol. Um, uh, you cross over the, the Washington Monument and you look at the White House and then you get a bird's eye view and you see how all these um, roads become, for example, uh, evac routes in, in a time of crisis. So uh, it's quite difficult in a third-person cover-based shooter to deal with wide-open spaces, uh, but we wanted to uh, explore the different kinds of challenges that this would bring uh, to the franchise. And the interesting thing is that in talking with experts on our research trips, um, talking to uh, FEMA experts, for example, we hear that this kind of an open space becomes critical for setting up uh, National Guard uh, bases for refugee camps. Um, uh, in our case, we, we, we went there and then we had another layer on top. We got quite dark where you see mass graves between the Washington Monument and the Capitol. Uh, and you also see the impact of the infrastructural collapse in D.C. So we, we looked... Um, at real-world flood data, looked at where those flood footprints uh, affect the, the landscape, and also what would happen if the storm drain system that's so important to D.C. 
um, you know, keeping in mind the, the floods of 2006, for example, um, when, if, if they were to collapse, then uh, what areas would that impact? And, and um, so you guys literally flooded D.C., it's part of the story. Yeah, very correct? much so. Yeah, and it, you, you see it. It's not, it's not, some of it is still flooded. Some of it, you see there was flooding that's receded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. So let's have an example of how you changed some of the monuments or memorials. Um, what was your um, theory on how you were going to change the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah, okay, so the Lincoln Memorial and the memorials in general, I would say uh, we try and reflect the state of the world uh, at a macro level in, at, at, at a micro level on the memorial. So you see the Washington Monument is, is damaged from, from the fighting. You see the Capitol is damaged and the Lincoln Memorial also shows uh, a history where the, the Joint Task Forces the Alliance Forces in the game uh, set up evac routes uh, via the Lincoln Memorial across the, the Arlington Memorial Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, those forces uh, thinned out and they abandoned the site. Uh, and, and this is this is uh, visibly evident. And then you have an enemy faction coming in and taking over. So there is actual um, superficial damage to uh, the Lincoln Memorial, uh, but it's also occupied. Uh, and the real exciting aspect of it is what happens underneath in the undercroft of okay. the memorial. Can you tell us what's going on there? Uh, I, yes, I think so. So um, the the enemy faction, the True Sons in this case, which is like the paramilitary right. um, uh, type of faction, uh, they are hiding out in the undercroft and gathering reinforcements there. It's like a barracks for them. Uh, and it's really interesting for us because... Um, Developing a game uh, based on a real city means that we give people on the street an opportunity to see behind the scenes where they wouldn't normally have access to. Right. Uh, and we ourselves didn't know about uh, that space under yeah. the Link Memorial until uh, you know Chloe was doing her research into it, uh, and it, it nicely ties up also with the um, centenary anniversary coming up, if, if I get that right, um, uh, whereby. Uh, Work is being cut, done now on the memorial and on the undercroft, uh, and there's talk of having a museum down there and, and the like that we can tie into. Will history buffs appreciate what you've done? For oh, example, I so. I as so. they as yeah. they walk through the game, will they see like the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial? Will they see stuff like the Hop Gardens, the HEPT Gardens, in the um, around the Smithsonian Castle area? Is all that? Rendered and all that available. Yes, it is. So, I mean, we've we're, uh, we're covering most of Washington D.C. in the footprint. Um, we uh, some of those locations will be so transformed they might not be recognizable okay. almost, but um, they've all been considered. Yes. And how have you treated the like something like the World War II Memorial? Or the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. So we um, we legally vet everything we do, okay. uh, and sometimes, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, you don't want players to be able to uh, damage a memorial, right. uh, like the World War II Memorial. So we um, we recreated our own memorial in place. Um, the the sight lines are very important at that location. Um, 
and uh, and for us a very important thing happens at the location. Uh, so it's it's at a memorial site, but it's not the same memorial uh, for legal reasons. And okay. Out of respect. Got it. Um, finally, are, are you pleased with the result of oh, all the effort you put together? Absolutely. Yes. I, th- I think uh, players are going to be very excited. Uh, it's it's um it's an expanded. Uh, it's, it's spatially and visually, uh, it provides all kinds of new opportunities for players. Um, tight spaces, wide open spaces, uh, low rooftops that you didn't get in New York, uh, and we we focus exploration uh, underground especially. Uh, so I think it's going to be very exciting for players to approach the the tactical challenges in new ways in, in Washington D.C. All right, we're going to do last week's box office since the numbers won't be in okay, while, we're re- while we're reviewing this. We can tell you that this week the number one movie will be Captain Marvel, regardless of what the haters say or not. It's going to be number yeah, one. Yeah, easily. Easily. But last week it was How to Train Your Dragon. People are loving that. I guess. Uh, and then Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral, the oh, final fi- film with the Medea character. In I it. am proud to say I have never watched a one, Mm-mm. not even for a second. Uh, then it's Alita Battle Angel, was it number three? Green Book, because of all the popularity around that, was number four, which didn't make very much to even have, it didn't, didn't have to like fight very hard. Right. Um, and then isn't it romantic? Actually, wait a minute. I'm looking at this here, and something doesn't add up. We're gonna go back and just check this one last time. I can tell you that the Lego Movie is far behind the Batman Lego Movie. Yeah, it's and you know, crushed by I, it. And you know what movie I really, for some reason, thought was going to do well, and it really hasn't. Hmm. Is that movie Fighting with My Family? Because the the wrestling fan base is so oh, diehard. Yeah. The one, with the one with Nick Frost. Yeah, 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 yeah. And The Rock. And nobody cares. And um Lena Headley from Game of Thrones is in oh, it. Oh wow. Vince Vaughn, Stephen Merchant. Uh, yeah. the main the main character is Florence. I think it, her last name is Pu P U G H. I really need a dodgeball part two. When's that coming? <laughs> Never. Why? I you know what? That was a great movie. I want a Scott Pilgrim part two, and it's yeah, never going to happen. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That movie, having but re- we will get a Zombieland part two. This that's year, good, right? This yeah. year, that movie. When you go back and watch it, man, does that play like a video game yep. and a comic it's book? Beautiful. And I don't understand why. It, is it just that Scott Pilgrim the comic wasn't it's that too big? obscure? It was too obscure. But the, the casting in it is crazy. Great. Yeah. Chris Evans, Michael Sarah, right before they were Brie Larson, Chris Evans, Kiernan Culkin, yeah, Anna Kendrick, yeah. I mean, these are great, huge people, superstars now. And you know, Edgar Wright is the director, and yeah, Edgar's the man. Between that and Hot Fuzz, did you ever watch that movie? Yeah, it was good. Did you like it? It was all right. I mean, it's really slow up until the last yeah. part, and then it just goes, it's just bonkers. It's, it's all right and British. Yeah, sort of way. It's British. I don't know. Yeah. I like British film. It's good. So, yeah. Anything else? Are we done? Well, next. I don't week- even think you concluded concluded the box office. What what, what was your problem with it? Oh, nothing. I okay. just was surprised Got at it. just how terrible it was. All right. I was like, maybe I'm looking at something wrong here. Well, it's February. Yeah, I mean, it just man. got into March. Man, that Lego Movie. What happened? 
It's got to be because there was so much time in between. Yeah, nobody cares. Well, and Lego Batman was a smash. Yeah. And then they did the... Did what, did the Ninjago movie come out in theaters? Lego Ninjago? Or was that straight to film? No, it came out in theaters. Yeah. But nobody watched it. Right. Well, Legos are expensive, man. Well, tonight I'm watching Fantastic Beasts. Crimes of Grindelwald. Kooky Creatures, whatever it's called. Yep. And the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yep. Then we're going to do a Mary Poppins thing. I'm not doing that. I can't. <laughs> Are you watching Fantastic yeah. Creatures? Okay. I have it. All right. I'll watch it. All right. We'll talk and about then, that next then, week. Um, and then we'll get into more Division 2. Well, you're going to have Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. I'm going to have Spider-Man. I'm going to have... I'm gonna do, you know what? We're not going to do Mary Poppins. We're going to wait on that one. Oh, we're okay. Because that's, that's jam-packed. You want to do Spider-Man. Right. You want to do a Harry Potter spinoff. Yeah. And we're going to do Division 2 yep. gameplay. That's yeah, a, I that's, hope so. That's, that's a, a packed pack show. show. Yeah, right. packed show. All, All right. right. Until next time, we're going to blow some stuff up in D.C. Yep. And go from there. Thank you. <laughs>